Take It or Leave It listeners. This is Nick Farringdon. And this is Ethan Wise. And we are the Take It or Leave It podcast. This week, we wanted to bring to you guys a couple fun stories about some horticulturally significant spots that we stopped around the St. Louis area. This day kind of started... Our main plan was to stop at both the Sophia M. Sachs Butterfly House in St. Louis, as well as one of our frequent stops at Missouri Botanical Garden. And the day sort of had some interesting twists and turns that were unexpected, but really positive interactions we had that we didn't expect. And probably not the greatest day that we could have picked to go out and about and explore. It was only like what the 115 degrees something feel like temperature down here in the STL area. Yeah it was fine. Opening the door was like opening a a fresh (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, fresh hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we went to we decided it's like well let's go explore because we knew we wanted to, it had been, gosh, 15, probably more than that year since I had been to the Butterfly House. So that was one on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we're members to Missouri Botanical Garden, that includes access to the Butterfly House as well. And so knowing that they have essentially an indoor conservatory type glass structure there, as well as some outdoor pollinator plantings, we knew that we'd be able to find more than plenty there to shoot an episode about. And then the day took an interesting turn when we got there and we had spent a pretty good amount of time outside exploring we the pollinator. probably spent at least 20 minutes in just the front. It wasn't even right. the pollinator garden that's actually attached and part of the butterfly house experience because there's an indoor habitat, a tropical habitat right. with tropical species of butterflies or ones that aren't necessarily varieties that you will see out and about you know here in the midwest area and then they have an outdoor area that is very very much targeted towards pollinators and And is where you'll see accessible through after going through the indoor area right and that's where you'll find more of your native species of butterflies that you would find and so yeah we were wandering around outside and there's a big huge pond area out there And geese that I made friends with, and we weren't feeding them or anything, but they were pretty sure that we were going to feed them. And then we um we just kind of took a lot of pictures of bugs and saw all the as we do (laughs) bees and moths and grasshoppers and spiders and yeah we we wandered around and found yeah we found quite a few cool insects and pollinators and all sorts of things. And after what. 20 30 minutes or so we're like all right let's go go inside to the main thing and the doors were locked right (laughs) so uh turns out the butterfly house is closed on mondays Mm -hmm. and so we decided well let's circle over to the missouri botanical garden or nowhere near the butterfly house (laughs) or mobot as it's generally referred to down here Part of our inspiration for going to Mobot in general was that just recently in the last couple of weeks, we had had some brief interactions on social media with one of the companies involved with the very recent, just kind of from 2020 to this year, there was a new visitor center as well as front of the visitor center and back of the visitor center landscape 
that was freshly designed and installed. Huge uh, project, huge yeah, installation. Big. The entire front of Missouri Botanical Gardens Visitor Center was redone. The interior visitor center was redone. The um, old one was completely knocked down, and this mm-hmm. was rebuilt in the same place. It was a $100 million project about, from what I've gathered. Yeah, and then a good chunk of the exterior kind of immediately outside, as soon as you exit the visitor center, a good chunk of that area, including a new greenhouse there that has a very specified climate to it. It's like yeah, a Mediterranean very, climate mm-hmm. with some really cool plants very in there. kind of cool, but, but yet humid. a little bit of humidity, yeah. And so since we had had this interaction and I was down to record here at the St. Louis studio, we decided to take advantage of that and just kind of visit and take a closer look at this installation, the new portions of the installation. Well, because in spring it was what we've gone there before already. Yeah, we've been but, several times. But this a year. lot of the plants were still kind of getting installed mm-hmm. or hadn't yet been installed. So you had the hardscape to look at, which is very nice. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Very clean and... Lots of big pieces of angular kind of natural stone right. and stone benches. Very, very well done. And I, it's kind of nice. You know, it's a lot of a lot of right corners and angles, but I think it's going to look very nice and very complementary to the many different types of natural kind of foliar shapes and textures that are mm-hmm. going to fill in this space and there's lots of a grouped, lot of space to fill in lots of grouped plantings the front since it's kind of essentially a series of gently slanted walkways leading up to the height of the door from the you know sidewalk level up to the main door you have kind of some sloped planting beds and portions of it and yeah that that kind of the grouped plantings and some of the selections that they used really it really complements all that natural stonework i was i will say kind of and this is as well as there's a uh, water feature portion as well yeah a couple different so right up front and then Mm -hmm. there's a nice new water feature kind of as soon as you exit the the visitor center and then of course the chihuly glass exhibit is currently going on and so that's you know there's an immediate really gorgeous yellowish green structure that's right outside there right next to the big water fountain which looks really nice i will say like one of the things that was kind of like now because we've gone there several times and missouri botanical gardens is huge and if you have an opportunity to go highly recommend it it is an excellent place to whether you are really nerdy in the plants or you just casually like being outside and there is a little kind of restaurant bistro place so you can get a bite to eat there cool gift shop there's a climatron where you can see like really cool tropical installations or you can or p- tropical plants or you can then see the outside where you can see what survives in this climate zone and they also have you know part of Missouri Botanical Gardens mission is also in the conservation of plants that are essentially on their way to being threatened or threatened, mm-hmm. endangered. So they have, you know, you'll see markers by different plants explaining what they are, what varieties they are, and you see different uh, indicators on some of those as to their level of, of vulnerability. Yeah, level of vulnerability. 
And so that's a very interesting aspect as well. I mean, they're, I'll read their mission statement here really quick, um, which I find to be very in line with our mission, essentially, with this show. And theirs is to discover and share knowledge about plants and their environment in order to preserve and enrich life. I don't agree with that. <laughs> it's a terrible mission <laughs> statement. I think they should rethink it. Who wants to live like that? <laughs> so, yeah, I find that to be, I mean, when we started this show, a big portion of it is essentially to bring plant and horticulture information to people in a more palatable way with some good and bad jokes. So, well, right. Well, and they've, <laughs> they've developed it in a way. So like I, like I was saying before, you know, you can be a horticulturist or, or a plant enthusiast and really just enjoy the selection of plants that exist there. And how they've done the landscape and what they've chosen to go where. And there's different themes as you kind of move throughout this huge area. And seasonally. Right. Or just simply if you just like colors and being outside, it is still a fantastic place. If you become a member, you get a discounted entry for certain events or entry for free after you pay your membership. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what we have. So that's where I went to go see the Corpse Flower uh, mm-hmm. So that was a really cool, interesting thing. They have yeah. Chihuly nights going on right you now. You have a video of the corpse flower on our social media. Yeah, yeah. If interested. you haven't seen that yet, go check that out. It was a really interesting experience to kind of go through and see it because the corpse flower is very short-lived. It is. And night, once it, it opens starts, up at night. Right. So. And once it starts to open, it open it starts to open You know, over a few hours and then it's done. And then it goes dormant for yeah, I think, don't they only bloom like once every 9 to 14 years yeah, or something like that? it's a long chunk of time mm-hmm. between the flower to the next flower. Yep. So that was a really cool experience, but... Hey, Ethan, do you hear that? What? Oh, it's an ad. Real quick, thanks for listening to our episode today. You can stay in touch with us by supporting us on Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash take it or leave it. And we'll have bonus content on Patreon for all of our subscribers there where you can get extra episodes and snippets from the show that we don't release to all the other platforms. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Take It or Leave It Pod. And you can also visit our website, takeitorleafitpod.com. If you have any questions or comments or any stories you'd like us to research or talk about, or hell, send us a picture of a plant you want us to identify, you can send that information to show at takeitorleafitpod.com. You can also follow us on our individual Instagrams. I am at hortwise, H-O-R-T-W-I-S-E. And I am at N Farringdon, N-F-A-R-R-I-N-G-D-O-N. Thanks so much. We'll get back to the episode. Oh, you got me. (laughs) Yeah, this time, since there's so many other things to explore there, like you said before, we wanted to focus more on the new installation because it's kind of fun to put yourself in this situation or to put yourself in the shoes of another designer uh, or architect Mm -hmm. to kind of see why they chose the plants that they did to, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe like, okay, well maybe this is like a drought tolerant area and these are natives or this is going to complement this because this is going to bloom at this time. And then this is going to bloom. So that was kind of fun to finally now this year, after it being like the fourth or fifth time that I've been there this year to focus more on the new installation, which was something I hadn't quite yet done. 
to the degree that we went to today. And I guess our inquisitive look and nature. Yeah, enc- we, we probably spent 30 minutes mm-hmm. just out front. Yeah. Before we'd even walked in the door. Right. And and I we must have just by how we were acting and talking and pointing and one of the staff members stopped us and asked if if we needed help. Yeah, he I think it seemed like he had just made a trip back from the gas station to grab some tea mm-hmm. and which is perfect because we had tea in our car. Right. We had done the same <laughs> right. exact thing as that kind of day, 100 plus degrees. We're like, we should stop at the gas station, get some iced tea. <laughs> and he goes, hey, do you guys have any questions? Anything I can and help like, you with? And, and I was like, 20 bucks? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had his his Mobot ID badge on and stuff. So obviously we knew he was one of the people involved working there. And so we took his badge and we snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but we uh, we kind of said, hey, we're looking to kind of get some more information on the process that went into this massive undertaking of a project and kind of asked him a few questions. And um, it wasn't quite his right his area. Right. He was uh, he was in, more involved. In facilities. With, yeah, he was more involved with the facilities management related things. But he he said, you know, give me a second and I'll give a ring to somebody who would know that. And he called up that person and she kind of answered a couple of our questions. And he goes, you know, actually, I'm headed that way. Just walk with us or walk yeah, with me. Yeah, come with me and we can go talk to her. And, she, you know, maybe she can answer some of those more specific questions that I don't have an answer to. We were like, score. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We never expected to run into someone there who really directly could answer those kind of questions for us. And kind of so, just expected to kind of come to some of our own conclusions. Right. We, I mean, we anticipated or planned on asking some of the staff members there, whomever we saw, but knowing that a lot of the staff members there are volunteers, we kind of expected to not quite, you know, or to, to get some... We didn't expect it to be we nearly to as in-depth. in the gaps between right. some of the answers that we'd gotten. But nowhere near as in-depth as what we ended up finding because it, as it turned out, the person that he brought us to was essentially the on-site representative for one of the other... One of the contracted... Yeah, um, one of the other construction contractors that had been heavily involved with constru- the construction the hardscape and the plantscape as well as the building mm-hmm. and so she had all sorts of information and answers to our question because she worked for one of the installers right and it as it turned out while we were talking to her the original gentleman that we had run into in the front of the building said you know Maybe I can see if one of the gentlemen involved with the more higher level horticulture for Mobot would be available to answer your questions about this. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what his schedule is or anything like that. Because at that time, he hadn't told us who he was going to grab. He just said someone who would know more about the plants. Right. So because we had asked referred to him by his name, Mm -hmm. but we didn't know what that meant. Right. And he ended up a couple minutes later coming back with, you know, and this was so nice of him to share his time, but he ended up coming back with Andrew Wyatt, who is the senior vice president of horticulture and living collections for Mobot. <laughs> Sweet. It's like we came here and here we are meandering around 
look at look at this plant. We look haven't even plant. made it in the front door yet. <laughs> We've probably spent more time looking at the front of the building than ninety five percent of pictures people. of bugs at right. the butterfly house. Right, and it's so hot out, and we're sweaty and sticky, and just looking nice and glistening. And now we're talking to the vice president of Missouri Botanical. Of horticulture, yeah. And and it was so cool. And he did say, you know, we could reach out to him and talk to him and ask him questions about plants. And I am certainly going to take advantage of that Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and ask him questions about... it was just fascinating. It was kind of this really cool thing to experience. Like to oh, have like three different people, just, all who, you know, between facilities and VP of horticulture and a representative for one of the contract, just like kind of people who were in one shape or another involved with this project and to, to hear some of their, you know, they got into a little bit of complications And they embraced us. I think COVID they picked and, up on our passion mm-hmm. and they embraced us and embraced our questions mm-hmm. and um, told us that we, you know, gave us the opportunity to reach out to them to become further educated about what it is that they do there, not just on the new project, but maybe on other things as well. So I look forward to sending Andrew an email and addressing other things with him. Well, addressing sounds like such a strong word, uh, but and asking him questions and mm-hmm. he would, he probably just knows so much. Oh, I'm sure. It I'm would sure. be a wealth of knowledge to talk yeah. to someone like that mm-hmm. and to just get real nerdy and to just be able to like untuck the nerdiness and be like, let's talk plants. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah. I look forward to that interaction. Yeah. Yeah, so at the start of this day, which the main feature of the day was going to be Butterfly House, Mm -hmm. we end up talking to the VP of Horticulture for Missouri Botanical Gardens. Who knew? Yeah, what a day. Yeah. It was also really interesting to hear kind of their perspective uh, briefly on, you know, this project started, what, January of 2020? And they were prepping in 2018. Yeah, so they had to move... All they were explaining how all the plants there at the gardens are all cataloged and tracked exactly where they are. And since the old visitor center was going to get demolished and this new planting area, both in front and back with all the hardscape and pathways and everything were going to be put in, they had to relocate all of the key plants, especially the ones in, in protected collections, relocate all of those and then recatalog their locations in the garden all just as site prep you know essentially starting two years before the actual construction portion was going to begin so it was quite an undertaking a multi-year project and then to be hit with covid in the middle of that the year is, that they started right was like right when we were like back against the wall covid and they said at that point sometimes per each company there might have only been like one, maybe like one electrician on site or a couple people for construction purposes on Mm -hmm. site because according to them, the garden was shut down, Mm -hmm. like totally shut down for a good handful of months Mm -hmm. early on. No visitors allowed. Right. And then after that, it went to really limited timed, what they say, 15 minute intervals as far as being able to access the gardens. Right when they allowed, when they started letting flow of traffic in again. Right, right. And all I know, like my one of my first thoughts too was like, "Wow, 
here you are in this huge multi-million dollar project and you're you're really starting to get it going and then covid happens and not to make light of it by any means as far as you know what it was but it was still hard to not think of here mm-hmm. you are working on this huge very expensive project and now you have no foot traffic or are unallowed you know are not allowed to have foot traffic to generate income to offset what's happening right now is like man i was like that had to have been so stressful i'd be curious to you know if they were able to get any grants or anything like that from the state since they are um and i'm sure there's plenty of donations that go into you know supporting Mm -hmm. uh, a place like that as well i bet some of the construction people were happy to not have to worry about (laughs) visitors being in a construction site. that's true it might have been very helpful to know that you didn't have right all this foot traffic there yeah maybe it sped up the process who knows hard to say oh man what a what a thing that they that they had to go through but also well done and it was very well done probably would have spent a little bit more time admiring things had it not been so freaking hot yes um but we were cooking yep and after already being outside before we went there at the butterfly house we got to a point where it was like it's time to go yeah we don't want to be outside anymore right but yeah absolutely gorgeous facility definitely would very much recommend going and taking a visit spend some extra time taking a look and a lot of people just, I'm sure, walk right by all of that beautifully designed stuff on the outside because they're like, all right, got to get inside, got to get into the main gardens. And it's like, there's very interesting stuff to look well, at it's all before still you're young even inside. Too. So, I mean, it, right. I, I, I think I can understand, you know, why people would just go through it. You go through that, you, you know, the front entrance, you might even beeline past the stuff that's immediately through the visitor center just to like go to all of the big established plants because you walk out back and there's the climatron, you know, right, there's exactly. stuff there's to big like giant ginkgo tree and the Linnaean, the Linnaeus house, you know, mm-hmm. so we have all these other distractions, but I'm sure that once those plants start to get to size, oh yeah, um, it's definitely going to catch a lot of people's attention. Definitely. And, you know, I'm sure in case they listen to this episode, just a thank you again to those three people that we chatted with at Mobot. And yeah. thanking them for their time because that was a wealth of information that I did not at all expect to get that level of detail mm-hmm. in that visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, those were kind of our horticulture adventures. interactions and adventures this time. So I think that pretty well wraps it up. Yeah. And I'm sure as we get more information and have more interactions there with the crew at Mobot, we'll be able to do some follow-up information on this because it's it's obviously such a hugely important horticultural resource. Obviously, we always end up recommending some portion of their website, whether it's for plant ID or pest and disease ID. I know I linked there. They have a huge database of information on plant and pest ID and treatment and all of that on their website back from our pest management two-part series Mm -hmm. back a few episodes ago. So just they do so much work in the field of horticulture and have so many amazing resources, conservation, all that stuff that I'm sure we'll be revisiting them as a topic in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I think that pretty well wraps us up. What do you think? Yep. Until next time, I'm Nick Farrington. I'm Ethan Weiss. And this has been the Take It or Leave It podcast. Bye, gardening groupies. Oh. (laughs) 
Yeah, you thought you thought you could skip past it in the beginning. Oh, it wasn't gonna there, yeah. it wasn't gonna happen. It yep. was gonna happen. At, although you could always just edit it yep. out at the end because it's at the but end of the episode. True. But yeah, everybody clicked off by now, probably. True. Yeah. Tulip tree toms. Tulip tree toms. All right. <laughs> Until next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.